Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 41 of the F Stops Here podcast. I'm Joe Stern, and I am joined by co-host Zach. And that's it. <laughs> it's a small crowd tonight. Wow, that was a very interesting oh, uh, boy. melody of a I... glitch. Zach, you still with us? I'm losing Joe. Am I still with you? Maybe kind of, sort of? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, no, you're good. Mm-hmm. Bueller? Yeah. Bueller? Joe. Bueller? I really need to work on this impression. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Great start. Oh boy. I'm here. You there? Oh, my network is experiencing... Yes, are you? Yes. My network is like experiencing network. difficulties, so it's all me. Well, of course, you know, the time when we don't even have half the show on is when you actually admit right. to being wrong. So, And it's a State of the Union, so nobody's watching, so fantastic. Uh, anyway, um, slight delay here, slight delay. So, Zach, what is that thing you have in front of your face um, for people listening in at home? Zach seems to have a new toy on his desk. I do. Can you actually hear me in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can hear you okay. somehow. I'm assuming it's good. Uh, yeah, so it's. I just bought an arm uh, for my microphone, so now it's a lot more official, and I can move it around. I don't know why I'd ever do that, but uh, it's real nice because it gets it off of my desk and allows me to um, Put boost on your desk. do everything on my desk. Yeah. Perfect. Hooray. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, you know, whatever works. Zach, we have lost your picture. Yeah, I know. I turned it off. I'm trying to conserve bandwidth. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So nobody needs to see me, anyways. So, do you want to start with the uh, news news stories of the week? It's been a pretty light. No, I'd like to start with what I've been shooting. Oh yes, because That's two you... weeks in a row now, you've you've forgotten. I that. know because I want to kind of change it up for the new year because it's fun, but it's not really oh, gaining geez. traction. So I'm just going to stop. So, what have you been shooting? Oh, did I lose you, really? Oh. Just keep changing Well, I guess it up. it's no fun telling people what I've been shooting, if anybody out there is listening. I'm all alone in my office. It's dark outside. What do I do? God, I hope he edits this part out of the podcast. Oh, oh, he's back. I think. Zach? Hello? Uh, I guess we really are. I have no idea what happened. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I guess we really are entitling this episode Trainwreck Part 2. Ugh. No, the train, the train never got put back on the tracks. So it's still in process of wreck. So it's like a slow motion wreck ongoing? It's a cleanup. It's a cleanup right now. It's a cleanup? Okay. All right. Fair it's enough. Fair enough. Okay. Cleaning up the mess. So, Zach, what have you been shooting? Nothing. I just wanted to really, really? get you Nothing? started up. Nothing? Um, You gave me crap about uh, changing the format and you've been shooting nothing? I put together my uh, GoPro video from my my ski trip a couple weeks ago. Mm. Uh, That was really fun. Yes, yes. GoPro's got some really good software for that. Uh, uh, And it was really neat to see some of the angles and stuff that... Now, were you controlling it via Wi-Fi? Not then, no. Okay. Um, just because I didn't want my phone to get like all screwed up because it's the only phone I got. Now, GoPro does make a um, remote that is a little bit more uh, conducive to outdoor activity, I guess, mm-hmm. really is the best way you could say it. Um, so maybe I'll look to get that one day. And that's just like an IR transmitter, right? Or is that via... No, that's... Uh, I, I want to say... No, it's, it's a Wi-Fi remote. Oh, it's um, Wi-Fi. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. It's a little on the pricey side. It's uh, about $72 on Amazon. But it is... Um, it does include total control of the camera on and off. Mm-hmm. You can change the mode. You can start filming. You can take pictures. It's waterproof up to 10 feet. And you can control up to 50 GoPros with one remote. Which if you saw friend of the show, uh, Alex, she, um, she had on... The wild GoPro helmet uh, at um, some event. Imaging? No, yeah, where imaging, was she? Imaging USA, I believe. Yeah. yeah okay. I think it was imaging so she was USA. out there, and and now they're renting that helmet. 
Are they really? Borrow That's lens- awesome. Borrow Lenses is now running that helmet, yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. So, so yeah, that was, did um, they release put footage that together. for that? Did I miss that? I, I, did, I didn't see it. Yes, Maybe now. Alex can, can let us know. But screen grab this. It's just you pounding a beer right now. Well, it's going to happen. There, how's that? You're going to have to repeat everything you just said because it was I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Nope, nothing. Keep talking. I'm just going to start okay. shutting stuff down. Yeah, hello? I'm here. All right. Well, yeah, so maybe we'll we'll ping Alex. We'll try to get her on the show sometime soon. It's always be fun nice. Ha- yes. It's always fun having guests. So, um, is that, uh, have you been doing any time lapses lately with the GoPro or just video? Uh, no time lapses, no. There's just It's so boring here. Everything's just dirty snow, white, and dreary and cloudy and... That's what happens Nobody when you live in Owings Mills. Um, sorry, I just, that's what happens when you live on the East Coast because <laughs> even Georgia's getting pounded. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I just needed to get some jab in there. Um, so. Yeah, no, Georgia really is getting pounded. That's some very interesting photography coming out of that area, mainly that just people trapped on the highways. But yeah, so but sweet. So uh, is this up on your YouTube channel or? Where can we yeah, find it's up, this? It's up there. It's uh, so far, it's got zero views. Um, Fantastic. So I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, but yeah, you can go to uh, my YouTube channel, which I have no idea the actual path. Uh, I think it might be YouTube.com/slash Z-E-G-O-L-F. It is. I just looked it up, um, and the video's there. Uh, it's set to some really cool music that GoPro includes with their software. Um, oh, I lied. It's got 23 views, so that's pretty. So, exciting. so hold on a second. Can we can we just go back for a second? So, do you actually yes. do monet- monetization on your YouTube channel? I do not. Okay. All right. Because I'm definitely curious if that YouTube if those songs that YouTube gives you gets flagged by the YouTube algorithm. Because I've had that problem so many times with video blocks, it makes me ill. So, I'm definitely curious if that YouTube stuff has like been like pre. I guess, like, a pre-released from, like, the YouTube side of, like, hey, you don't need to ask these people for, you know, usage rights. No, and, and you know, I don't know if it's – maybe it's just a thing with the um, – maybe it's a, a thing with the um, the monetization. But I've used uh, songs from SoundCloud, which theoretically aren't uh, royalty-free, but they are Creative Commons. Mm-hmm. So you can use them, I guess, as long as you're not making money off of them. And it's never it's never flagged me for that before. Well, if you're not using monetization, I don't think it would. It just, I mean, because it puts ads on everything you do regardless. So if you're oh, using monetization, mm-hmm. then you can kind of choose, like, yes, I want ads on this content. No, I don't. And then right. I have the problem all the time where, yeah, I do want to use ads on this content. I'm using something that I downloaded from Videoblock six months ago. It's like, well, do you actually own this song? It's like, you know, it looks like it's linked to, you know, verified third-party content. I'm like, yes third-party content I paid for. Like, I don't know how people do it that like, make a living off of YouTube. I have no idea how they do it because it would probably drive They probably buy walkers. the songs. I, I, I would imagine that if you buy the songs from YouTube, there's no issue. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It just seems like there's just – it's awkward that there's not a better way to do, you know, music dubbing. Sure. Because, uh, I, I mean, I've definitely encountered that issue because I dubbed that video from my wedding with – a bunch of songs that I have on iTunes, which, yeah, I know I don't own, and I don't have the rights to, you know, share. But, you know, not only did YouTube was like, yeah, it's third-party content, so you don't get any of the monetization, which is fine, but it's also, like, one of the songs wasn't allowed to be on mobile, um, Macklemore, ironically enough, and so, like, I couldn't even show it on mobile unless I was actually have my YouTube app, like, the YouTube app running and just showed it as part of my uploads. So, um, yeah, it's a... Uh, very finicky world out there, but yeah, you know, I guess well, that's why I don't get into video. All artists got to get paid somehow, right? So, well, and nobody really gets paid cool. on YouTube. So, yeah. are you still with me? I, I am, you? but I think I'm dying again. Hello. Yep. Hello. Still here. Please stand by if you are watching and you can actually hear and see me talk because we are. Once again, experiencing technical difficulties. 
with the internet. It may or may not be related to the State of the Union just crushing everything, but considering we're not on Twitter, I don't know why we're getting a pseudo-failwell, but... Anything? Anybody? Alright. I guess I need to work on my monologues. Anything specific people want me to rehearse? Maybe a little bit of Macbeth. Something Could like you that. sing for us? That would be great. No, no, no. I was talking. I was. I've literally just been talking since I lost contact with you. So uh, I, I, I can't wait to hear this. Um, or you know, maybe just ignore the fact that you need to like edit out. I don't know, ten minutes of my audio. Oh no, oh, no nothing will be edited out. Son of a. <laughs> um, all right, fantastic. So yeah, I need to figure out some better way to keep the time when you're not talking. Joe, what have you been? What have you been shooting? Uh, nothing. Not really. So I've been taking my film camera. Oh, can you hear me? I'm still here. Yes. All right. So I've been taking my film camera around a little bit. I've been shooting that. Uh, there's been a, um, what you call it? There, I, I needed to actually record myself for video for a corporate work thing. So I got to kind of do that and mess around with Final Cut Pro a little bit more which uh, it turns out using multicam on Final Cut Pro is very difficult when one of your camera angles decides not to record audio at all. So, uh, and I actually ended up having to reshoot that because there was just no way that I could really sync the audio with that part of the voiceover without me going absolutely insane. Or maybe it's my lack of patience. I don't know. But anyway... Yes. So, uh, so yeah, so I really haven't been shooting stuff, but that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about talk about either before or after uh, we talk about the news stories is something that I've noticed. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about that now because it was a slow news week and a lot of the stories that we were going to talk about tonight are actually pretty dumb. So. Okay. Yeah, so we'll start about that. So I've, I've noticed something interesting, and I know this is probably going to sound like somebody whining, and I, I don't want it to be that way, but it's something that I've really noticed, um, and I can't really put my finger on when it started but it's been really getting more and more, not pervasive, but I guess evident recently, is that I just feel like as a photographer, I am not progressing in my craft at all. Like I used to be, you know, on a you know, fairly, you know, maybe not super steep slope, but just kind of going up and up and learning new things and showing stuff. And now I feel like I've hit a plateau. And it's interesting. What? Because a plateau. Plateau, whatever. Oh, you get pla- the idea. A plateau, right. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Anyway. That's what California will do to you. Yep. Make you say words funny. Yep, it does make me say words funny. Um, plateau. Or, you know, make me try to juice every vegetable known to man. But I digress. So, but yeah. So, I mean, you digress. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, so, so anyway. Uh, it, it's just been something where, especially, and I try not to compare myself to other photographers because I know that's a very dangerous way to go. But, you know, it's something where it's just, you know, being on this podcast and seeing all of the neat stuff that, you know, you're doing, that Jamie's doing, that Josh is doing, um, and, you know, even other photographers in the community. And it's just, it's really rough for me because it's something where I, you know, for whatever reason, I may not necessarily have tons of time to put into it, but it just feels like I'm, you know, almost like hitting a st- like a brick wall in terms of progress and trying to get better. Now, the funny thing is, because it's my hobby, and I really started out doing this for myself anyway, that maybe I'm putting too much pressure on myself about this. But it- it's just something where... Um, you know, and unfortunately we don't have, you know, Josh and Jamie here to also kind of, you know, lend some insight too. But I'm just kind of curious, like if I'm experiencing this, I really doubt I'm the only photographer in the world that either has felt this way or is currently feeling this way or used to feel this way, etc. Well, I think we've all probably at some point in time or another felt that, you know, we could be better and that, that we've hit a plateau. What uh? What what's making you feel that exactly? I mean, like, I'm not. Uh, is it a lack of uh, of certain like? I mean, for well, me, I mean, I my I output I, is. Your output is. What is your output? 
Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were still talking. My output nope. has been kind of decreased recently. Um, I don't really have output. I don't really have any, you know, paid gigs. Right. What? Well, you got to remember that right now is a really, really slow uh, period of time, uh, especially for us on the East Coast where nobody wants to actually go outside and shoot. Uh, and unless you do any kind of inside sure. studio work, then there really isn't anything paid-wise that you could do besides, like, product photography or stuff like that. So, Right. You know. But yeah, I mean, and I mean, that, and that's something out, that I've been kind of really wanting to mess around with is just really starting to, I don't know, mess around with product or photography to see if it's something that I'm either good at or enjoy. Because sometimes those two don't always match up. At least I've noticed things um, that you're good at and things that you enjoy. Yeah. Well, I mean, for instance, like I've had a few people, and you know, I know that this may not be like an actual like everybody thinks this way, but I've had a few people say that they really enjoy my portrait photography, which is something that I'm good at. But you know, it's I would much rather, and you know, maybe this is shooting myself in the foot a little bit. I'd much rather go out and like you know shoot some nature landscape, but nature landscapes you know, are really for fun, and, and I don't really think that, you know, without, I guess, more editing experience or more, I don't want to say equipment because I don't want to use that as a crutch. You know, I, I just think that there's a lot more. But it certainly can be a limit. It's yeah, a, I mean, because I, I mean, for instance, like, I don't have, ability. like, a, a, a neutral density filter, which if you really want to do some decent sunsets, it's nice to have. I guess it's not, uh, oh my God, you need this. But, you know, especially if you're trying to do some nice long exposures, like Tony, Eck Tony Eckersley is somebody in um, San Francisco, which, you know, does a ton of these and he's really, really good at it. Um, but I mean, he's got a crazy, crazy setup in terms of equipment. And it's something where it's like, well, you know what? It's like, if I can't even get a filter in the end of my camera. There's always so far I can do before I have to kind of either make this artificial or figure out some sort of workaround. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's something where, I mean, yeah, I, I guess maybe I'm good at portrait photography. Maybe I'm not. I, I guess it's kind of subjective. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, I guess you can only shoot so many portraits or edit so many things at one time before you're like, ugh, I'm exhausted. Like, um, But, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's part of, I guess, you know, running a business, too, is sometimes there's just shitty stuff you don't want to do. Did I bore you to sleep? Yeah, I mean that because that was quick. That, no, no. I'm just I'm I'm trying to process kind of all of of what you're saying. It can be tough. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, it, it kind of seems like, especially with with everybody and their brother being able to basically have access to the same equipment that you've got. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it pretty much. I don't want to say it levels the playing field because it definitely doesn't. I mean, there's a lot to be said for skill, but if, if it lowers the biggest... barrier, it lowers the barrier to entry for sure. sure. Yeah, but sure. It doesn't level the playing field in terms of skill by any means. No, no, definitely not. But um, but it can definitely seem a bit overwhelming. I mean, I, I, well, I can't really say I speak from experience because the situations that you and I are in are totally different. You kind of are living right now in a region that there are probably more cameras than people uh, simply because yeah. of, of – and I mean that, that's, yeah. that's not a joke. I mean mm -hmm. uh, look at how many San Francisco-type events are also photography events and then look at how many events – in the Baltimore area are also photography events. It, yeah. It's it's quite a difference in, in, I mean, you know, if you were to put together a photo walk where you're at, you're drawing 100, 200 people just because people hear photo walk on, in, in your area and they immediately begin to think, oh, well, maybe the big names will be out there. But, you know, what are we going to get out here? but maybe 10, 15 people, and it's just a close group of friends that are out there shooting. So right. I think with the amount of people that you're surrounded by, it can be very easy to feel stagnant and, and feel as though you're not making any improvements. Uh, so, yeah, I can definitely see, you know, where that might be coming from. Yeah, and that's very true. I mean, like, when we started up the Photo Walk Alliance in 2011, 
it's really been that long. Something like that. Something um, like that. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when we started that up, I mean, it was one of a handful of, of photo walk groups, and I think it was probably one of the only ones that was doing it for free um, because we weren't people trying to shove people into photography classes. So, you know, and then you try to translate the, you know, typical photo walk experience out there, which is, you know, so far a close-knit group of people, which is probably better now that I think about it than just a bunch of random people all the time, um, to something out here, which is very similar. But you also have people that are just photo walk regulars so that you, you'll see them at, you know, it, it's not, not like we're trying to claim people necessarily, but you'll see them at multiple photo walks throughout the month. So, you know, for instance, Drink and Click which I guess you could call a photo walk. Uh, you know, I think that they're starting up there. They try to have an event monthly and they're doing theirs on Wednesday or Thursday of uh, December. Cause I guess they had some trouble planning it beforehand, but you know, it's, you'll see people drink and click that I'll probably invite to the next photo walk that I do. And then other people will just be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going down to Sutra Bass. Anybody want to join me? And you know, I'm going in the next 48 hours. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a, definitely a lot of opportunities to take pictures, but on the other hand, everything around here has been probably photographed so much that it's also really tough to either stand out or you could just want to take a picture of something to say, hey, you know, yes, everybody's taking pictures of Golden Gate Bridge. This happens to be mine. Or just keep waiting for that perfect, you know, perfect shot that you really want of the Golden Gate Bridge, for instance of like, yeah, this is kind of a unique one that I managed to grab. So, I mean, if you have the patience and I guess the ability to wait around for stuff around the Bay Area when it comes to like nature stuff, for instance, you can capture some really cool stuff that nobody else can. I can't tell if you're frozen. Uh, and I lost you again. So where was I talking about random stuff that I wanted to monologue again? Oh, wait, Zach's not on here. So maybe I can make this into like a pseudo tech podcast and nobody will notice. So if you guys haven't heard, and since Zach's currently not on the podcast, I can say this with probably without fear of rebuttal, unless he edits it out, is that Google Glass finally released their own custom prescription lenses today, which was fantastic. Zach, are you back on? Yeah. yeah. Damn it. I was gonna make Are you trying to have a tech tech podcast here? Yep, yep. You read my mind. You can you can stop that crap right now. <laughs> you read my mind. And see now I'm gonna make you I'm gonna six force other nights of, I'm gonna force you to edit this because that's what I'm saying when you drop off. I'm, I'm still not gonna joking. edit it. You've got six other nights to talk about that crap. Well, damn it. Alright, so anyway, so back where I was talking about before you just fell off or sleep or Yeah, whatever. thank Verizon for sucking my ass tonight. You know, I don't know if I really want to thank them for that because I feel like that could go either way for you. Like that could be bad or good. So I'm just going to kind of leave it there. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So, I mean, that that's just something that it's been kind of, I guess it's a mild frustration. It's not the end of the world or anything like that, but it's just been something that I've been feeling recently and it's, it, it's tough. Like it really is tough because I don't want to compare myself to others necessarily, but at the, you know, at the same time, you know, comparing myself to myself, I still feel like I'm not going anywhere either. Well, I think I think a lot of things too is if you're going to continue to limit yourself uh, as far as what you take on as paying gigs, and if you're going to use that as a factor in determining whether or not you become stagnant, I think the fact that you, I mean, uh, for anybody that doesn't know Joe or myself personally, uh, Joe and I our friends outside of the show. Um, and I know that, that Joe, there are things, there are certain jobs that Joe doesn't do. Um, you know, he doesn't shoot weddings. Um, he, well, I mean, and, and it's, it's, I don't shoot weddings, but that's going to limit you. Well, no, I, totally understandable. Yeah. And I mean, it's just something where I don't say I would never shoot a wedding, but you and I both know, you know, especially as I guess people that have, you know, come into the photography fold fairly recently, that, you know, weddings are nothing to scoff at in terms of technical ability all. and skill. Um, right. You know, it, it's one thing to, God forbid, botch an engagement shoot where you have to go out and reshoot it again at your own cost. It's a totally different thing to botch a, a wedding 
that you're contractually obligated to cover. Right. Well, and I mean, really, so, you know, if we were to just take weddings into account, uh, I myself at the beginning of the year and even towards the end of last year was like, I've got nothing booked. This is terrible. I've got gear that I, I want to buy. I've got gear that I need to buy when my laptop went belly up. Right. Uh, and I've got no money to pay for it because I've got to pay taxes in the next couple of months and all that other crap. And And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm no longer taking weddings in the fall because – I've got more than I probably should be taking on at this point in time. And, you know, there's one in the spring and nothing in the summer because nobody gets married in the summer anymore. So, you know, by by you, and I don't want to say this because this is going to sound really stupid coming out of my mouth, but by you limiting what you're shooting, I think you're limiting yourself. But that's not to say that you should become a jack-of-all-trades photographer because I think that's a terrible idea for anybody really to take on. I mean, I don't shoot landscapes. I don't shoot, you know, floral arrangements. I don't shoot art, I guess really what you would call art, artistic photos because that's not my bag. And if I tried to do that and, and you know, start up a business of selling those as prints or whatever, I wouldn't have time really to, to breathe uh, on top of, doing weddings and engagements and and I there are times where I think to myself that doing families and weddings and you know newborn and maternity photography is a little much because it's almost like at what point in time am I spreading myself too thin uh but well and you're also you know, doing this as a part-timer too which is sure, you know, sure. which is important to know because I would imagine that if you were trying to do this full-time you know doing weddings, engagements, and, you know, family portraits would be sure. no big deal because... Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be. I mean, there are wedding photographers that do not do anything but wedding photography because if you're doing 15 to 20 weddings a year, you know, you got to figure that's half your weekend's pretty much shot. Right. Uh, and you're sp if you're spending a week to two weeks of actual work time on each wedding... Uh, that's a that's a full time job, just right. just for weddings, and then you've got to factor in the fact that most wedding photographers will also throw in free engagement sessions, mm -hmm. so, you know you you're you're definitely booking yourself up completely, uh, going forward with that. So, it sucks because as as part time photographers, uh, we kind of have to be picky about what we do, and at times, it's going to seem like. We are limiting ourselves. Uh, you know, if you were to be back living here, you wouldn't be able to get the great artistic shots that you're getting right now because the East Coast sucks in the winter. And there's literally nothing good-looking anywhere that isn't people uh, on the East Coast. And nobody wants to go outside because it's it's really cold. I mean, I think it's like 8 degrees here right now. And when they do go outside, they're all bundled up. And that's not fun. Nobody wants to shoot people in... Six thousand. Well, I mean, okay, so uh, I'll I'll provide an interesting counterpoint for this because I think it depends on what you're shooting. So, for instance, if you if you want to go down to like the Inner Harbor and do some nice semi-long exposures of like you know just the buildings out there or something, because it's so cold, it's so still, and nobody's around, you can usually get away with doing stuff like that. You can also usually get away with taking pictures where you don't want crowds because nobody's outside. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it depends on where you are and what you want to capture. But, you know, on the other hand, maybe I'm just freaking terrible at landscapes, and that's why, you know, I can't get any traction around it. Or it could be just because the print industry is dying. Like, there's there's a bunch of different, I guess, possibilities around there. But, yeah, it's just something where, you know, and maybe I'm just being too hard on myself. You know, I'm sure that this is probably a natural phase that a lot of photographers... Well, I think that's probably... I think that probably has a lot to do with it. I think we're all our own worst critics, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that, that was just something I wanted to bring up. And unfortunately, Jamie and uh, Zach or Josh can join us for this. Um, well, they'll be on next week and we can talk poorly about you then when you're not here. To oh, Fantastic. Yeah, I will not be on next week for people actually watching or listening to the podcast. Uh, I will actually, ironically, be doing a talk over at the Eventbrite HQ about Google Glass in photography. 
um, which I hope to share some positive Too feedback. much technology. From, I'm still here. Roll on. Uh, oh, my God. It's about pictures. Give me a break. Uh, so, anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, it's just definitely something that should be should be interesting. So, but anyway, yeah. So, that that's my um, pouring my heart out slash rant slash pour one out for my homies kind of thing that I wanted to talk about today. Thanks, Joe. I'm touched. I'm touched that you shared still that with there? me. I I am. Did you lose me? I am. Did you lose me? No, no. I, I you're you're good. You just kind of paused for a second, and I thought you you paused for like five no. seconds. I think you're you're frozen. I so. I wouldn't blame you. I, I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, because I mean you're you're so pixelated right, so right now. You look like you're like almost going eight bit. Don't care. There, pixelate that. Um. Yeah. So. uh I guess we can go into news now since they're – are you done with your wine Oh, fest? yeah. No, I, I think – yeah, my I've sobbed into my, you know. My boohoo was enough. me wine fest. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, something like that. Um, no, yeah, I think, I think like it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good fear to have uh, because I think if we all felt that we were always improving – it would hurt a lot more when somebody came along and said that we weren't. Yeah, that's true. And I feel because like that's bound to happen. Mastery, that's bound yeah. to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if you really want Absolutely. to see how poor your photography is, go post a picture on Reddit's photography subreddit and let them tell you oh, just God. how awful your photography is. Because it's terrible. Yeah. They they don't care. It's just terrible. Because do people still do? Do people still post stuff on that subreddit? Because I feel like that's just a you know a whole <coughs> cornucopia of negativity. They do. Uh, I will go on there from time to time just to look at the punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just just for that. But yeah. I mean, but that's also why I pay to be a member of a forum where they actually offer decent. Uh, critiques and and honest to god real educational material. Hmm. Which form is that? Uh, Rock the shot. Uh, okay. It's a good group of people. I'm actually a moderator over there. So somebody yeah. gave you the keys. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, I, only like one or two of them. I, only like one or two of them. Oh, got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Oh, cool. Yeah, so let's go, let's talk about the news. It's all the news that's fit to print. Womp, womp, womp. What do you want to talk about first? Gray market gear. Let's talk about that. Yeah, because I've actually had some positive experiences with gray market gear. Because I've, I've used never a couple... Had a, I shouldn't say negative. I've had very few negative like, I mean, experiences I, I, with gray market yeah, and I mean, maybe this post was more talking about, you know, lenses and, I don't know, like, no, flashes no, and he definitely, bodies that may or may he not talks a lot about batteries. legitimate or fall off the back of a truck or something. But, yeah, he talks a lot about batteries. And I've had some Wasabi power batteries that have been fantastic um, for GoPro, actually, like, that, you know, are just a huge improvement over the stock ones. And then I have some Onika or something like that that are... 2,000 milliamps or whatever that measurement is. Um, I guess the typical T2i battery is like 1,600 or something like that that I've never had problems with. Now, granted, they don't have the Canon chip in there, so I can't tell how much charge I have left in them. But because I have usually two of them in a grip, they last longer than I would ever need to unless I'm like filming a video constantly, and I'm sure I'd have to deal with sensor overheating before I dealt with my batteries failing. So I've actually haven't had a lot of problems with it, but I guess you know. You well, it, it sounds a I lot mean, like the uh, go for the, it. The author of this uh, article is a little butthurt. Um, Could be. I, I I really can't see anyone having that many problems with that many third party. I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. Well, I guess it's not third party, but technically, you know. Any battery that's not made by the brand of camera that you use is is not a safe battery to use. Um, 
and like brand of camera. It's like whoever's not contracted out to do it. It also doesn't make sense because at the very end, he talks about how he researched each purchase and each item was bought from Amazon Direct, not resellers on their site, and it. He doesn't touch eBay with a barge pole. I don't know what a barge pole is, but whatever. But the second item British. on his list, the, the se- yeah, the <laughs> second item on his list is bulk Duracell double A's from eBay. So, you know, that kind of yeah, right there kills his like credibility. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard people eBay? say, right. I mean, and I've heard people. <laughs> I have no idea. No clue. But, I mean, like, so, like, to not, you know, I guess play devil's advocate with maybe myself. Um, I, I've definitely heard people Please don't say, play with yourself. be very careful with any, you know, any electronics you, any electronics that you put in the camera. So, like, I've heard, you know, to try to avoid third-party battery grips, for instance, whenever possible. Like, try to go, you know, brand-name battery get, grips, but usually you're okay with doing off-brand batteries. Because, you know, odds are, you know, if something goes terribly wrong with the battery, it may take out the grip, but it won't take out your camera. I don't know. I guess, you know, this would probably be a great time to have Alex on to ask her if she's got any experience with, you know, gray market or aftermarket gear. But, yeah, I mean, it's stuff like that that I've kind of heard about. But then again, you know, like, I I have a name brand battery grip, but I use third-party batteries and never had a problem. Well, does Borrow Lenses rent third-party I don't think or, they do. I think it's some. It's I something you could say cheap, right? I mean, I, I guess it's something for, you know, hey, I want a battery grip, but I don't want to pay the hundred and fifty bucks for the Canon one, so I'm going to go buy one off of Amazon for like seventy dollars. Your mileage right. may vary. So, I, I just I found that article kind of funny because I've never had too many issues with my stuff, but I also haven't gone down. Like the third-party battery grip path, for instance. So. Yeah, I mean, I've had plenty of shit break that was clearly knockoffs, but I, I, I've talked about it before on previous shows. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Yong Nuo products, and mm-hmm. the reason I like those the most is because I'm saving a ton of money. Uh, I mean, I can buy, you know, ten of the Yong Nuos for the price of, you know, one of exactly. Canon's branded flashes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean that adds up fast. So. But yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. So if anybody's listening at home, I know we have Q and A on, which I don't think anybody's actually using. Uh, yeah. So probably because we only have like two viewers. But if you're still watching, thanks for watching you too. Yes, thanks for watching you too. And if you're still watching and you have a question or a comment or an insult, um. You can post two out of the three on the Q&A part. I'll leave you to figure out which two out of the three I'm talking about. But anyway, so what, what else do we have news story-wise? Um, Photoshop Express updated for KitKat. This will allow you to talk a little bit about tech, Joe, if you want to go ahead and Ooh. head that. Well, so you, I think actually... I think you should lead on this one because you have more experience editing with mobile than I do. So it's something where, you know, I know that you've been now converted over from Wi-Fi to mobile editing to posting on the web. And, you know, is this... Which is, is fantastic, by the way. Well, yeah, totally understandable. It's a complete, it's a different workflow, but, you know, to each their own. And I guess certain types of photography lend this better than others. But, I mean, is this something that you would really do or really like? Or is this something more along the lines of, like, yeah, it's kind of a nice feature, but we're not quite there yet in terms of it really being super useful? Well, we're definitely, we're definitely not right there, at least not with Photoshop Express, because it's, it's missing what I would consider one of the key features of any kind of mobile editing, editing uh, and that is any kind of, like, spot removal or selection-type tool. Uh, I believe that's actually in Adobe's... Uh, more expensive, not free photo editing software for mobile devices and tablet devices. Um, but it beats the pants off of Instagram, uh, which, you know, is great. Uh, I would actually, I would probably rank Photoshop Express below 
I um, below Snapseed um, just because I think there's a lot more functionality and in, built into Snapseed. Uh, it's not not the certainly not the worst that I've used, and the KitKat update really does make things nice. Uh, okay. It really does update things um, to make it better. But yeah, I don't know. It's swell. I realize that's a pretty lame review. I've used it for the last couple photos that I've edited and and put up on Flickr. Um, if anybody wants to look at those, but um, it's it's certainly still kind of lacking in features, and I think a lot of that is just because Adobe wants to keep those in um, in their pay products, just because. Well, right. I know Adobe's all about making that money. So. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, so, and actually, I think that that's probably a good thing to note because aren't they planning to do something with their cloud product? Weren't we talking about this last week or the week before? Where they're, they're trying to loop part of that product into, like, I guess part of tablet-based editing into their cloud subscription plan? I would, I would imagine so. I mean, there's already the functionality built in that you can access your cloud photos uh, from the cloud on any of the applications that you're already using. But, I mean, so Photoshop Express doesn't do raw images, so that kind of sucks. Right. Uh, and let's not kid ourselves here. Um, if you're going to pull down a 22 meg raw file over the cloud and edit it... That's, you're a glutton you know, for punishment. Sure, exactly. And possibly so, not that bright. I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and chances are you're either doing it over Wi-Fi where you're probably near your computer to edit it anyways, uh, or you're just an idiot for pulling down 22 meg raw files over your probably not unlimited mobile bandwidth anymore. So, And I mean, um, and we talked about this, I think, before our the show break about how, you know, Andrew is trying to bake in raw support for I guess whatever comes after KitKat um, in terms of like an OS level stuff but yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see at least in terms of file size at the very least but not you know also uploading that stuff to the cloud like how does that really change people's data plans because if you're taking a bunch of pictures and having auto backup on over cellular it's one thing but you know you start Forexing that file size per file, then that's a whole other story. Because then you're eating up a couple of gigs taking 100 photos. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely going in that direction. It's just, you know, the quality is really kind of a big factor. And yeah, didn't JPEG just update their color space too? Are they trying to update their color yeah. space? Yeah, which may or may not help, but it's still destructive editing, right? Because every time you save it, it yeah, and that's that's going to be the biggest thing. Not only is it destructive editing, but uh, you know, it's not going to pick up as much information about the um, about the photo as as you would out of a raw photo. <laughs> you're just not going to get the same type of color space. You're not going to get the same blacks. You're not going to get all that stuff that you know you would you would get out of a raw file. So, eh, I mean. Like I said, my go-to probably would be Snapseed or something like Pixlr or Aviary. I think it's a great effort by Adobe, but um, tell that person to stop beeping, too, by the way. Um, but it's, it's oh, the just guy not going to be my go-to. Yeah, let me just go yeah. take my headphones off. I'll go throw downstairs. A and throw a bottle at him. <laughs> yeah, out, out a 14-story sealed window. Yes, I will do that yeah. right away. Yeah. I guess our last... Uh, our last news story um, is about the uh, the UK paper. Um, the apparently they still have papers to, in the UK, which was news to me. They, well, just much like we do over here, um, the National Union of Journalists. Uh, there are 24 newspapers scattered across Scotland and the Midlands. Um, they axed all of their freelance photographers uh, and are instead replacing them with reader-submitted photos. And reporters with smartphones, or as I like to call it, the patch initiative. The patch uh, initiative, which, is, which has like gone down some the of you tubes, may, right? Well, I'm not going to say that it's because they fired most of their freelancers, but I am going to say that it's because they fired most of their freelancers. 
Uh, for anybody out there listening, I am still a tad bit bitter. Um, not at the editors who I, you know, that I, I worked with mostly, but at the people that were above them making the decisions that didn't allow them uh, to pay us to work. Because, in all honesty, who wants to, you know, who wants to see pictures about a local sporting event when you could just read about it? Hold on. Let me cue my video back up so you guys can really see how honest I am about that. Since my video well, I mean, you have quite a sarcastic face right now anyway, so... Are we good here? Can you see? Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Who wants to look at pictures of a sporting event when you could just read about it? Yeah, it's crap. It's crap, and 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 yeah. it's sad because now what's going to happen is uh, you're going to see most of these photographers doing exactly what they did at the Chicago Sun Times, and basically starting Tumblr blogs. <laughs> Kidding. Sorry, well, that was just one. But it was very informative. It still is, actually. But, you know, I mean, a lot of these people, um, a lot of these people just kind of, they fell by the wayside, and that sucks because, look, people's attention spans are very slow, or very short, sorry, not slow. Um, they're very short, which is why we keep the show to an hour and no more um, because nobody wants to listen to a six-hour podcast. And people get bored easily. But, exactly, and they don't. They don't want to read and read and read and read. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, people don't have the time to read the newspaper in the mornings like they used to. Um, and most people aren't even reading the newspaper. They're getting their information from online sources. And what's the first thing that you're drawn to for an online source? It's the image. It's what draws you into the article, into the story that you're reading. And without a good image, I mean, we saw what happened last was that last year when um, the... Um, who was the hockey team that won? The Blackhawks. When the Blackhawks won, you saw the difference between the Chicago Sun-Times and all the other papers that were reporting mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. You had a cell phone picture of, of the Blackhawks players carrying the Stanley Cup, and it was boring. Right. Um, Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, I know. Totally, I totally agree, and it's definitely sad because it, it's ironic, I guess, that, you know, how much – journalism on the web is changing and they think that they can cast off people that are crafters of images when that is probably the number one thing that's drawing people in. Not to say that good writing doesn't keep them there, but images is a huge help. Well, let's also not forget that 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 um, while you may have that great good writing, you know, probably seven out of every ten newspapers is now behind a paywall. Yeah. For better or worse. So, sure. So now you've got no good images behind a paywall that nobody really wants to pay for. And, you know, that's that's kind of all there really is to it. It's, it's Are we seeing the demise of, of the newspaper industry? Probably. Is anybody really going to care? Eh. You know, we'll just keep having Quentin Tarantino, Sue Gawker, and well, that's just going to be amusing, to be honest, because it's Gawker. I mean, it's, it's really hard to love those guys unless you work for them. So, sure. you know, go for it. Right. I mean, don't get don't get me started on Ballywag. Oh God. I don't know what that is. Yeah, is it's that something a, California? Uh, it's like it's Gawker specifically for startups. And the level of trolling on that site is unbelievably nauseating. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll probably get trolled for saying this online right now, but I don't care. Like, it's just, it's just terrible. It's, I, I would, I think it's a stretch to call it journalism, to put it that way. So, anyway, rant over. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's probably all the news that's really fit to talk about, right? Yeah, uh, Nick. The, any of you Nick users, you might have seen it. They've had a nice little update, uh, spec bomb. Um, I think everybody on the show is a big fan of Nick. Um, I've started diving into it a little bit more personally with some of the stuff that I was taking in Florida, especially the black and white um, silver FX. Right, uh, is pretty awesome. Yes, but. Um, you know, some people on the show are more happy about it than others because they didn't have to pay for it. 
Um, and then there's other people on the show that just enjoy it that did have to pay for it. So that's probably where you'll see the level of enthusiasm wane for us. Um, but yeah, it's still pretty cool. Um, definitely recommend you check it out. And, uh, I'm sure we'll probably get some, you know, some more people, you know, get some people back on later this year to talk Nick and talk Google plus photos, etc. We need to get Brian back on specifically to talk about his drone. I keep seeing pictures from that and it looks awesome. Yeah. All right. So you're not here next week, right? That is correct. I am not here next week. Okay. Hopefully uh, next week we will have at least uh, more than two hosts. Uh, hopefully we can, maybe we'll coax a sob story out of Jamie next week or something. Maybe. I, I mean, the I know that, I know that we have Jason watching and he actually sent me a note saying that he was willing to jump on the podcast. So um, maybe we'll try to get him just to yeah. know, sync up his audio and get him on the show next week. Cause I'm sure he has plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, I think he recently went on his own full time. So it'll definitely be very cool to hear about somebody that I guess was doing it part time to doing it for another company to doing it on his own. And then, you know, that'll force me to actually, I don't know, like listen to the podcast next week because I'm not on it. You won't. You never do. Oh, stop. I do every now and then. So, uh, and I just got another message from him because it looks like he's still watching. So, cool. But, yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in and listening this week. Um, if you enjoyed the show, uh, great because I don't know how you could have. Uh, make sure to tell your friends about it and subscribe. And if you feel like it, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to us uh, on iTunes or through some other podcast app, go ahead and uh, hop over to iTunes and give us a rating. Give us a review. I don't. I don't know what that was for. Um, but, well, I'm just saying you're doing uh, yeah, all this no work tonight. to Maybe podcast it. You know, I'm just happy right. to have yes. people subscribe. Yeah. Whatever, download it. You get the idea. That's true. I personally prefer a podcast format because I don't like to sit here and I don't have really have the time to sit and watch a video unless it's um, Teen Mom Two, which is back on. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let me get this so straight. You're going to give me crap about doing tech when you're not online, but you're going to talk about Teen Mom on this show? Did I talk about it? I just expressed oh. my happiness over it being back on the air. I'm I'm so I'm almost ashamed well, to know Everybody you knows that Janelle is a terrible some... mother and shouldn't probably oh, have a child God. and Here it's crazy. But whatever. Here we go. Anyways, um thanks again for listening everybody or for watching. Um we'll be here next week with episode 42. Uh, so for myself, Zach, and for Joe Stern, uh, thanks again. You've been listening to the F Stops Here podcast.